Who is providing health care to rural America? And how are policies incentivizing health care providers to serve these geographical areas? Physician assistants and nurse practitioners in rural medicine. You're listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Lisa DeAndre, your host, and with me today is Ron Nelson. Ron is a physician assistant and the president of Health Services Associates in Fremont, Michigan, a firm that specializes in rural health system development. Ron is the co-founder and first president of the National Association of Rural Health Clinics and the past president of the American Academy of Physician Assistants. Today we are discussing physician assistants and nurse practitioners in rural health. Hi, Ron. Welcome to ReachMD. Hi. Thank you for the opportunity to be here today. Ron, what is a rural health clinic and what does it mean to be a certified rural health clinic? A, a federally certified rural health clinic is an entity that has made a decision to go through a process of uh, evaluation by the state and federal government to establish that, first of all, it is in an underserved area based on certain criteria established by the federal government. And secondly, that it must be staffed 50% of the hours by a nurse practitioner or physician assistant. And what are the benefits of being certified as a rural health clinic? Well, the, the initial impetus for the development of this program was that during the Carter administration, a recognition of a lack of access in those rural areas, as well as the lack of a mechanism to pay for non-physician providers. So two things happened in the program. One, a mechanism to incentivize via a cost-based reimbursement method. And secondly, the ability to pay for PAs and nurse practitioners, the same as paying for physicians, for providing services to Medicare and Medicaid patients. What is a cost-based reimbursement? Cost-based reimbursement is a method to look at the costs of an organization or a cost that an organization incurs and calculate a mechanism to pay for those services based upon the cost divided by the total visits. So rather than being paid on a fee schedule, which is traditionally used today in healthcare, one is paid based upon the actual cost and, and determined on a per-visit basis, and then that's adjusted each year. So rural health clinic certification guarantees a better financial return? In most cases, it does. While it has had less of an impact in recent years with changes in fee schedules on the Medicare program, on the Medicaid side, most practices will realize somewhere in the range of a 100% greater reimbursement. Or, for example, a typical reimbursement fee for service for seeing a Medicaid patient today in a rural area is about 30 to to $40. And the typical reimbursement uh, under the rural health clinics uh, program for that same patient would be about $72. So essentially almost double the reimbursement for seeing Medicaid patients. Can rural health clinics offer services to cash paying or private payers? Rural health clinics are actually like any office and often are the first point of service in many rural areas and in many communities uh, are actually the only point of service and therefore they provide care to both private, commercial, self-pay, Medicare, and Medicaid. Statistically, the rural health clinic will provide about 60% of the services they provide are going to be Medicare, Medicaid, and the balance is distributed then between commercial and private payers and, and those that are self-pay as well. And what type of services do they provide? A typical rural health clinic will provide the basic kinds of primary care services. Some people uh, use the definition in in primary care, or for example, in family practice from birth to death. But often it's going to be the general types of primary care, preventive care that would be provided from the you know newborn life cycle, if you will, to the uh, senior and elderly uh, life cycle. 
And in many cases, uh, the difference between rural health clinics, some may have uh, additional ancillary services. It, it can really differ based upon the community and the uh, particular clinic. And how are hospitals associated with the rural health clinics? There are really two categories of rural health clinics under the federal regs. One is called provider-based and one is called independent. A provider-based is attached to a hospital and as such has some other opportunities or incentives when attached to the hospital. Specifically, if the hospital is under 50 beds, there is no limitation on the amount of reimbursement per visit on the Medicare side, and the Medicaid reimbursement is is generally higher. For example, in a provider-based or hospital-based rural health clinic, the uh, average Medicaid reimbursement is closer to $100. Does a rural health clinic have to be public or not-for-profit? One of the unique situations about or unique characteristics of the rural health clinics program is that it offers any type of ownership opportunity. Interestingly, 3% of the rural health clinics, they're about, depending on which number you look at, but probably somewhere in the range of 3,400 rural health clinics today, 3% of those are owned by PAs or nurse practitioners. There are some that are owned by public, such as health departments. There are some that are owned by hospitals, nursing homes private physicians, community groups that have gotten together and created not-for-profits to own and operate and provide that kind of care in their community. Uh, One of the things that was part of the proposal when this program was created is to allow the flexibility that would uh, offer any opportunity in a rural community. Having said that, I think it's also important to understand that they're still subject to state laws as it relates to ownership and operation of a practice as well. What are the restrictions on PA and MP ownership? There Really, in, in rural health clinics, there are none in the uh, rural health clinic itself. They can be owned and operated by rural health clinics or, or by PAs and nurse practitioners. Unless there's a restriction in the state in terms of ownership of a practice, there is no uh, restriction in terms of their ownership. And different than traditional Medicare, in this case, a PA or nurse practitioner can, can own the practice in its entirety and obtain numbers and then contract with the physician for providing the direction and supervision, uh, which is often the model that's seen in many rural communities where a physician may be in a separate community, travels periodically to the clinic, and is contracted to provide the medical direction uh, and the direction of the care in that clinic. And what about the supervision requirements by a physician? How does that work? All Medicare beneficiaries are required in the Medicare program to be under the general direction of a physician, but it's clearly an opportunity for physicians in terms of extending care to these rural communities to serve as a contracted uh, service where they would provide the medical direction. That requires that they're involved in the development of the policies and procedures which govern the operation of the clinic, including safety, patient care policies, and that they must be as a minimum in the clinic at least once every two weeks for a sufficient period of time to ensure quality of care and to also see patients if necessary. Unless the state law requires something more rigid, that's the absolute minimum requirement that the RHC program requires. And in most of the rural states, that's an acceptable standard. The physician then has to be available by some form of radio or telephone communication generally, but literally physically is able to travel to the clinic, periodicity schedule determined by the clinic and its staff or 
by state regulation. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and I'm speaking with Ron Nelson, physician assistant and president CEO of Health Services Associates in Fremont, Michigan. We are discussing physician assistants and nurse practitioners in rural health. Ron, let's talk about the daily work in a rural health clinic. Do the providers feel isolated, and how do they grow professionally without the professional interaction? Well, one of the issues we face currently is the same problem for nurse practitioners and PAs that physicians have faced, which is going to the rural communities, being alone and having both social and professional isolation. And so in order to recruit people to these uh, communities, uh, there's a, a couple of areas that you can focus on. One, trying to create professional relationships and neighboring communities between the PA nurse practitioner and or other colleagues and physicians so that they don't feel the the professional isolation and the feeling of being alone. The second area, I think, in the social aspects are somewhat more problematic in that we see the changing demographics of the graduates coming out of nurse practitioner and PA training programs are uh, predominantly female and often in many cases are are single females that are at this point in their career now deciding about issues of starting family and relationships, and that social isolation is a difficult one. One of the things we recommend to clinics is to look at ways to provide some respite for the provider to get away from the clinic to you know, more urban areas if, if that's their desire, building relationships that make it clear to the individual you know, the need for them there and why you want them there, but to also be supportive in any ways to ensure that... Uh, as much as we can, we take away some of those social isolation barriers that preclude people from choosing that as an option for their practice. What about the new practitioners? How can they provide competent care when they have so little experience and they're alone? Well, all rural health clinics are not staffed independently and alone by NPs and PAs. And I would tell you that probably it's only 5% or less of the typical PA nurse practitioner graduate that are really at a level that can function independently and uh, alone in a uh, practice such as a rural health clinic. So it really depends on the individual, that previous healthcare experience uh, and where their level of skill is at. It usually takes a couple of years of experience before one is comfortable going out in a more independent setting where they're delegated autonomy from the physician who may be 30 to 40 miles away. Such as in the case I practice in where my supervising physician resides about 40 miles away from where I'm practicing. With the increased cost of education and following the physicians and the money into specialty practice, how do you recruit a PA or an MP to a rural health center? Well, I think that presents one of the most unique and difficult challenges that we face in rural health care today, which is how do we recruit and retain those individuals? And I think one of the ways we do that is we try and as much as we can train and socialize these individuals during their training that it's okay to be in rural areas, which means developing rural training opportunities where they're exposed to practice situations in rural areas that they can understand some of the positives of being in that kind of an environment and not just hear about it and kind of develop a fear that, geez, I'll go out there and be by myself. I think a second area is for communities to develop models or, or programs to really encourage people to come to their community, whether it's bonuses uh, as a sign-on or mechanisms to ensure that there's going to be a true uh, respite via some kind of locum tenens relief or ways to really get them away from the practice, if you will, and the opportunity to enjoy being in the rural area but to not feel necessarily socially and professionally isolated. There are lots of strategies that are out there that are written about trying to help rural communities, and many states' offices of rural health can 
really help with that approach. Well, physician assistants and nurse practitioners have been known to fill medical needs. Tell our audience about the impact that the rural health clinics have had on access to care in these areas. Well, the rural, first of all, the rural health clinics program is the single largest uh, program in the country today providing care to the rural underserved communities. And interestingly, it is staffed. 50% of the time that these clinics are staffed, it must be staffed by PAs and nurse practitioners. So they're making huge impact on access to care in those rural communities. Typically, a rural health clinic uh, sees somewhere in the range of 1,500 to 2,000 active users in the clinic. If you multiply that times 3,400 clinics, you quickly understand that that's a lot of people that are provided uh, access to health care. And so in terms of the impact, it, it is significant. It's not a small number, and in many cases, it is the only source and access to care these individuals find in the rural communities are in the rural health clinic. I want to thank my guest, Ron Nelson, for coming on the show. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcast. Or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-MD-XM157. And thanks for listening.